Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the po- the podcast that other podcasts listen to when they're not podcasting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is so true. And we you would po- think, like you would think it would be like the band that other musicians listen to that you don't know about, but that's really awesome, but no, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, like it gives you, uh, you know, some sort of street cred. Yeah. No, no not, not in this domain, no, no. sir. I, I like to think of us as a podcaster's podcast, and and one day, the uh, some podcaster will go. You know, I got my start listening to Chainsaw Buffet. No, 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 no. Podcaster, before you can listen to this. I, well, true. Okay, maybe that's that's what made them big is by copying us. We're like. I like to think of us as the Tom Waits of podcasts. Very few normal people have heard of us, but the podcasters that know about us were a tremendous influence upon. It's true. Yeah, so they they were just struggling along. Then they heard us one day and they said, "Oh, that's what I'm doing wrong." <laughs> exactly. I'm they, trying. They, they didn't know a podcast could have that much soul, that much meaning and heart, and then they heard us. It's true. Um, let's do a quick roll call. Uh, I am John, the uh, the oh shit, the Carl Winslow of the podcast. Um, oh, I don't. I, I'm I'm joined by resident Fred Sanford, Chad. <laughs> oh boy, that's um, true. Our, res- our resident Uncle Phil, Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And our Bill Cosby, Dylan. <laughs> I feel like I should say something, but I don't know. You know why? Like, they're they're all sitcom stars. There's a theme that unifies them all. <laughs> well, no, I, I should like a, a Jello joke or something like that, and I I just I don't have it in me. I'm glad. Like at first, it was like, wow, you're picking like all the grumpy old men, um, and I thought like I'm gonna end up as Archie Bunker. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Archie that, Bunker really wouldn't fit in with this crowd. I'm, I don't I don't know, it would be amazing in its own way. I'm grumpy, but I'm not a monster. No, um if if we had Donald Sterling, the uh Los Angeles Clippers uh, owner and noted racist, uh, he would be the uh the Archie what? Bunker of the podcast. Uh, not to, not to waste a lot of time, but let's waste some time. I I've 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 heard a lot of commentary but not actually heard what he did. When did uh, he do this? Because I've only just seen this recently, of course. Okay, so to recap, people who aren't familiar with the story, um, the media and ESPN is one of the major people reporting because it's a sports-related story, obtained audio of the Los Angeles Clippers owner making racist remarks. Um, very racist remarks. The general gist was that he was talking to his girlfriend at the time, and he wished that she wouldn't bring minorities with her to the game. Wow. And like there was, there was specific uh, mention of magic Johnson and things like that. Um, because you know, he, he lives in the LA area obviously cause he's a, a former Laker, uh, legend and all that. But, uh, anyway, that shit, uh, has kind of blown up. I don't know when the actual audio was. It's from some time ago, but, this is not like the first time he's ever done or said anything racist. Did he give a reason, let's, or was it just like 
I have money. I can I can tell you to do this. Or he I'll, I'll drop he you. hasn't really commented on the comments aside from to say, well, we don't from his lawyer saying, well, we don't know if the tape's been doctored or anything like that. But as I said, he's he's been known to make racist comments before, so it's not like was, this is I, a, a new thing, some sort of uh, startling revelation. the The real thing was like the timing of it because the Clippers are in the playoffs and they're playing a series right now. Um, so the players and the coach, who's also African American, uh, are upset. Uh, they actually did a silent protest before their playoff game today. They didn't wear like the Clippers logoed stuff in warmups. I mean, they had to during the game, but yeah, I, I just want to go on record as saying, uh, if someone asks you if you want to take Magic Johnson to a basketball game, you say yes. yes. And yeah, I don't know why you would... Oh, like, one of the most recognized names in basketball. Well, in I don't last, know that hey, but he's, he's black, and he might mug you at the game, well, apparently. Here's, here's the thing. I don't know that... He's not a legend. It was necessarily magic that she was bringing to the game, but, like, there there is a lot of different references made. I, I heard the whole thing, like, once, and was kind of like, like, I don't really want to go back and listen to that again to try and analyze what all's going on here i, I don't think you need I don't to blame like, you. analyzing it is just like i'll, I'll like, leave it somewhere. you're falling into the trap you're falling into his trap like you know he he will create he will act and he will create new realities and you uh can uh, uh analyze those realities judiciously as you will and you know he's an empire now <laughs> that's true <laughs> He's an empire. He's an empire now. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, God, that was a long ass roll call, but we got off on a tangent. Um, but we got it done. We did get it done. Um, couple Good of things I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I wanted to briefly just talk about MTech. Um, we do have a lot of content that we haven't released yet because honestly, I just didn't want to fuck with it this week. Although Dylan, uh, God bless him, did uh, upload a bunch of videos to YouTube that we've got to you know go through and release and. I've still got several videos, but this is the first time like using Nathan's camcorder that he lent us, um, and so they're in 1080p, and they take like eight hours to render or something. So. They sure do. Even short videos take forever to render. <laughs> so, so that'll be coming. It, well, welcome take to the wonderful a while. world of video editing and uploading. It takes forever, <laughs> and it's mostly just waiting. Yep. Like, you know, there's, there's, you know, maybe half an hour of actual work and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of fucking waiting. I, uh, I literally set my other laptop behind me as I'm working and just like, I'll check this every couple of hours. Yeah. It's kind of like rebuilding your village in Bravely Default, the exact same way I handled this. I'm going to start something and then, uh, I'll check it eight hours later when it's done. So, uh, anyway, do we want to talk about Impact just briefly about Sunday? Because we did a recap with uh, Awesomecast, and uh, Anna said on Twitter that she's actually editing all that now. Um, Oh, cool. God God bless her there, because uh, as I told her, we don't make editing easy on anyone, which is why we don't do it. It was also very late. It always is. It was late. Um, we were tired. And here's the thing, like, God love them. I love doing the uh, the con episodes with the awesome cast, but they do them so fucking late that by the time 
Uh, it's either time to record or by the time that we're finished. I am just enraged. Like, not <laughs> by anything that anyone has done, but just like I'm at... In general? I'm so tired that I hate everything. I no, hate I, life. I hate existing. I I totally get you. Um, there There was... Sadly, but not anyway. It wasn't. It wasn't just you. I think the entire session ran a little bit angrier than maybe we would have otherwise been had we had our eight hours. Yeah, and on top yeah. of that, you know, it's the whole thing of I didn't get there until Saturday night. So my yeah. my Saturday MTAC experience was getting there, um, going to eat, um, saying hi to some people. Uh, going to the green room party uh, because you know God bless Lauren, and uh, and then going to record. So you know I'd already worked a full day and driven <laughs> three hours, and it was very very late. And I'm like, fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah, there were, there was just a lot of that in the room. So yeah. I hope I hope no one takes too much offense. Or if they do, fuck them. I mean, whatever. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything anyone will really take offense to. But just no, we didn't. Know. We didn't. We didn't like get up in anybody's grills about nothing. No, maybe maybe the hotel. I just remember everyone was mad about. I don't know the hotel being the hotel or something at some point. Oh. It was weird. There was there was a, a lot of issue with the hotel, but I apparently that, I was mostly insulated from it because I really did not have any bad interactions with anyone. I think, oh, no. I think what Dylan's referring to is that we were mad at people being mad at people about the hotel. I think. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there were legitimate issues, but it seemed like there were like there was an undercurrent of just anger at the hotel. But no, I didn't just have anything that's... to be. That's the only thing I remember us being angry about. The whole thing could have been angry. I don't know. I could have been tired and just. It was like, three something in the morning. None of us yeah. were, were coherent. But hey, it it was great. It it was a it was a fun time. Um, Sunday for us, I think it was mostly media room. But did it, did I yeah. you guys really do anything? Um, I think mm. we went to a couple panels which we talked we? about, but. Honestly, the entire con was kind of like media, like media con for us, which is kind of cool because Impact does a really good job with that. Yes. Um, and press conference style interviews kind of make it easy to, you know, you don't have to like be there at a certain time, set up yeah. while other people are, you know, it was pretty relaxed. And one thing I noticed, not, I don't think a single guest canceled. No, they didn't. That because I remember Rusty or someone said something a, about that. A problem. Like, I mean, we had to. Re, there were a lot of reschedules, but nobody, nobody completely bailed, which was pretty incredible. Um, and then the Eric Stewart one at the end, because at that point I was just tired, and I and and I and I was definitely like weighing, uh, stay for stay for Eric Stewart or not, and that ended up being a really excellent interview. <laughs> Yes. Um, we do, do we have interviews up yet? Are we going to get them up? What's we're, going we're on? Going to no. get them up. I don't think we've said anything. Okay, then I'm not. Then I won't well, spoil can, anything because I don't remember the interview. Little, but we can talk a little bit of, in general about it. Honestly, I don't remember other than say that um, it's it's a. I thought it was a really excellent. Interview. If all if all you care about with Eric Stewart is voice acting, 
you may not be a huge fan of this interview. Um, But if you, if it's, if you are, if you enjoy Eric Stewart's music, I think it's, it's probably a better interview for you. Or if you just like music in general and would, would like to hear him talk about it, it's, there's it it ended up being very cool. It was it was on it was on par with because I always say our interviews with industry industry guests are generally my favorite ones, um, and I don't know why that is. Like I, we just we all seem to elicit excellent interviews from industry people, um, or like the more the more areas a person has worked in. It seems like we get be- we we just get better interviews from those people, and um, but the Eric Stewart one was right up there with a lot of the industry guests we've had, as far as what I how I felt everything came out. Well, yeah, he's done directing, and he's done. I mean, he's obviously done voice acting, but mm-hmm. the interesting thing is like the thing he really loves is music, and so you know, it's kind of like you get a better interview if you actually go that direction because it's something he really loves talking about not that he doesn't also like voice acting and and once since yes. since we are the podcast other podcasts listen to when they're not <laughs> podcasting um i will say if there's anyone out there that wants to do interviews one of the things that that i think we do a very good job of is trying to get the guests to talk about the things that they want to talk about because that's usually where you get your best insights. Yes, Absolutely. definitely. Um, yeah, you, you you can't. You can you can try to control the interview, but the 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 more of a strangle, the tighter grip you try to have on an interview, the less control you actually have. Well, not only that, but you know, the less fun that they have, and um, the the less that. That the less their answers seem to come out with any yeah. sort of real, yeah, and and to be honest, the interviews that we like interviews with voice actors and industry people, um, there's a really, I find them to be very different from like, I don't know, like late night TV interview kind of material. Because they're not coming on generally to promote a specific project. So we have the luxury of being – of ranging as far as we want because we don't have to yeah. rein it back into, oh, you're really just here to talk about Project A. So we really need to talk about – we need to make sure you get the chance to plug that project. Yeah. And especially if we're not – you know, since we are not – we don't really have a specific um, – niche for our podcast a specific focus like some podcasts i get the feeling or some some media outlets i get the feeling like if you're too narrowed in on a single topic then it's hard to get outside of that that narrow range or, mm. or you um, at least end up forcing the conversation yeah temporarily into like some avenue that you know maybe a non sequitur for where you're going with the rest of the interview because it's like, well, I'm the you know the such and such podcast, so I have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we have, to, we have to bring this in there, and it, you know, yeah. I, I I feel like it just it, it it feels disjointed. Yeah, and of course, like like you were saying, Charlie, like if you try to control the podcast or if you try to control the interview, um, 
not only will it elude your grasp, but you kind of get out exactly what you put in. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, it's kind of like asking all yes or no answers. Or yes yeah. Or no questions in a way. Yeah. I, and I find that. And this is not like a. I think everything that we're discussing here is not like a jab at other podcasts because, uh, like, because we every podcasts. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, like, every every media outlet or podcast has its ups and downs, has its good interviews and its not so great interviews. So, you know, this is not like, you know, we're we've secretly got a list here of these yeah. are all the media outlets that do this, and everyone else no. is fine. You know, and I and I like I tend to my favorite answers that anybody we've interviewed has have given. My favorite answers tend to be the ones I wasn't expecting. Yes, like when someone just when when a guest just goes off on a tangent or like takes it in a completely different direction than what we'd ever intended the question to be. Those just I, I and I could be wrong, but those just tend to turn out really really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I just talking about the Eric Sturt one in general, because that was one of the few I managed to get in on. Um, I feel like it really did give us some really interesting insights as to his personality and who he is as a person through some of the answers he gave. I, I do think it, yeah. it also explains why he was on the panel, the, vo- the only voice actor panel I can remember that did not have the question asked. True. That... I should have thanked him for being in that voice acting panel because it was amazing. But I mean, he just he just tends to take conversations in that direction. Yeah, but we got all, and I'd say I think we we did not get a bad interview. No, like at MTAC at all. Um, and and I think Basil had said something as well to the effect of even the ones where we're like, okay, we don't really necessarily understand exactly what you do. Like, I mean, like, you know, cause we had the cosplay guests and, um, you know, we know people that are into cosplay, but we ourselves not as well. You know, we don't, there's we don't cosplaying. Really, and then there's like the community. Yeah. And the community is not necessarily just people who cosplay. It's, you know, it's more fashion oriented to true. And, um, and we were not equipped I don't think we were equipped with our interests. We, at least, we thought to to have a very good interview. But and so, more or less, that's kind of what Basil says. Like even the ones that we weren't expecting to be able to get an an interview, just because we didn't have the experience to necessarily ask the best questions, still turned out really, really well. Like the guests were really interesting. So, like I would encourage, regardless of what you're into, like if you're if you like, uh, I don't want to. Uh, you know, I'm into voice actors, but not J-pop, or I'm into J-pop, but uh, I don't care about cosplay. Like, seriously, just, I, I would really recommend uh, you listen to all the interviews, because they were all really interesting. Yeah, and also, also helped, again, that they were press conference style, so, you know, it wasn't just us well, or the awesome cast. Yeah, you know. and the, now the thing with press conference style, though, I'll have to say this, because I think, it, I think it, it really worked for us. Um, and Rusty was definitely working with, with what he had because that room would not have really allowed for anything else. Yeah. But press conference styles or press conference style interviews to me are extremely, can be extremely hit and miss because yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, we, it, it becomes, 
like I, I think we're we are we're pretty good at asking questions, but that doesn't mean that everybody that applies for a press pass can ask any decent questions. But they they worked out this time. Like I, um, but you get more variety. I mean, is, yeah. is all I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's not as much there's not as much pressure that you have to carry the interview from from the interviewer side. I guess it's it's also not surprising that like the best interviews are the ones where we go kind of off topic uh, because mm-hmm. I mean think about it like if someone's asking you questions you don't want to be boiled down to like a single label no yeah. one likes that so you know you're such and such guy and that's all there is to you yes yeah but and I, and I, I really like when we get to uh, to team up with awesome cast. Because I think they're also really good with at interviewing people, so I, I, I think when when we're able to to team up for an interview, I think we get really good results. I would agree, um, and and a lot of it um, is credited to the fact that um, they ask interesting questions, but they also don't take themselves or the interview too seriously. So I think it kind of adds a lighter tone. Very true. Yeah. Um, whereas what I think. If if there's, I think ours and this is more uh, on me, tend to be a little bit more serious. Yeah, uh, that's and, on all and, of and us. Li- well, it depends. Um, but the lighter tone really kind of depends on how. Uh, pro- probably about the first five or so minutes of that interview will determine you know how serious it ends up. Being. Yeah. But yeah, but they're Basil, Kevin, Doug. They're all really good at. At not taking it too serious, like they're still there to have, like they're there to as press doing a job, but they're still there to have fun. I, whether because of anxiety or whatever else, I tend to take them way more seriously. Yeah, um, I just have a hard time. Like I, I don't even try if as long as I'm not needed, just because I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not really great with people I'm not familiar with and it's like you know I, a lot of a lot of the questions a lot of good interview questions are basically making small talk and I am not good at small talk I'm very much mm-hmm. like you know if you know. if you speak it it should have a point <laughs> I, I don't think of it as small talk so much as I think of it as um Subtle ways of trying to sort of open them up and figure out, you know, what what their mindset is and mm. yeah. Well, I guess that's it. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I mean. Like it's it's there's kind of that initial build up that is not necessarily like you're not asking direct pointed questions during that time, right? And you know, honestly, I, I generally try to avoid being like too. Pointed into, you know, stuck to a specific topic because I just feel like it can, it can go in some weird directions. What would you say? Someone was taking off their headset. Yeah, um, I was just saying I, I try not to to get too uh, caught up in like you know asking topical questions unless there's just something that's like really like okay, I really should ask about this. Mm. Yeah. Um, all that to say you should listen to the interviews we got at MTAC they were really good 
instead of listening to us talk about them. Talk about interviewing in general. Yeah. We're so interesting. It's true. We're so interesting that uh, I got my picture uh, taken with the most interesting man in, in the world at uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. That was the thing that happened. <laughs> who who knew he was going to be there? We didn't, but we took advantage of that opportunity. He he seemed a little stiff while he was there. You know, I tried to get him to relax, but I mean, he he looked like he'd been standing in that corner all day and all night, and probably just. But the problem is he he was up top because he doesn't always drink beer. Yeah, he, he prefers Tosekis, but oh. but. Not all the time. But usually he's, he's out doing crazy things. Wild and crazy things? Wait, that's a different character. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Are, I let, are, I let are, everybody are down. Wild Sorry. And crazy guys? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Dylan, you did uh, another Let Him Dare challenge uh, this weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that went. Um... I I almost didn't think I was going to finish because I had some trouble Saturday, um, but I did. The uh, the theme was beneath the surface, and, and the way the theme in or let me back up the way uh, the Let Them Dare game jam works is um, they announce the theme or they do voting the week before on the theme. They announce the theme on nine at nine p.m. on Friday night. You have until 9 p.m. on Sunday night to submit your game. Um, and then everyone who submitted rates other people's games. And then at the end of like two weeks of rating, you get, you know, your breakout of, of where things fell. Hmm. Um, and there are two different, there, there are actually two different um, jams or competitions within it. There's the 48 hour game jam, which it's so cool. Um, except for like fonts and audio loops and a couple of little and and like um, publicly available like libraries and stuff like that and tools, you have to create every bit of content yourself. Um, and then there is the game jam as opposed to a competition, which I think gets like a couple extra hours, like maybe half a day extra plus. Um, you can use any tools that you want, plus it can be a team. And, you know, choosing one or the other doesn't really matter because you're not, you know, they go into different buckets uh, for ratings and you don't win anything. Um, the, the whole point is people say they want to make a game. Well, here's your excuse to do it. Um, here's, it forces you to kind of... Um, Scale down your scope to something you can do in a weekend. So anyway, um, during theme voting, like um, during each round, like the, the, the topics that got the most votes did not, there was nothing really jumping out at me. The final theme was beneath the surface. So what I decided to do was do like a, I was thinking like beneath the surface of the earth. Um, Dig Dug. Kinda. There's there's another one that was in one of the uh, the rounds of voting that was um, we must go deeper, and I was gonna do a dig dug style game for that, mm. but instead what I chose to do is like okay beneath the surface of the earth, um, 
you know, there's the idea of on the surface versus beneath the surface. So I created a game where you jump between like the overworld and the underworld and like, Oh, you're this geomancer guy. Um, hmm. You know, and I kind of took, took the concepts from there, um, from that premise. Um, and I, this time around, I feel like I went more, like I put more effort into like the feel and the style than into the substance. Because um, hmm. I only had four game or uh, four game levels, and they weren't great. But I have a lot of art assets and a lot of different mechanics. Um, the idea is that you go around and you collect gems from within the earth, and sometimes you have to go back up to the overworld to um, to navigate around because you know certain things are blocked off. And you collect the gems, and there's a NES Final Fantasy reference where you have to give the uh, the rubies to the giant to let him to let you pass. Uh, hmm. Does anyone remember that? I didn't play the NES Final Fantasy. Charlie, it's it has been sorry, it has been way too long. I I, I have failed you. I'm you, just may, you may kill me as a I'm, kid, but like I, back then it was way over my head. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go play something else. I had the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide, and even then it was tough. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So you give the the rubies to the giant and he lets you go into the next level. Um, I don't know. I spent a lot of my time also just developing this kind of developing mechanics like, okay, there's going to be lava. And if you like mouse click on the lava, then it'll shoot out in all directions and kill monsters, you know, Hmm. Um, crazy things like that. Um, There's like a magic meter that is used to do that and transfer to the overworld. Um, so I spent a lot of time on stuff like that and had a lot of problems because, um, I don't know, things start interacting with each other, but it's submitted and, uh, I guess I'll put a link in the show notes or something. Awesome. And just, and just for reference to the previous, uh, Love and Dare game, One Card Hero, that's up on the, on the, uh, Google Play Store now, correct? Yes, it is. It's also on the uh, Amazon App Store. Awesome. Wait, what is? Uh, One Card Hero. Hero. Oh, yeah. I didn't. This I game, like, it has both mouse, uh, it has both mouse and, like, um, you know, keyboard or, or joystick components. There's no way I can put this on anything, um, which is fine because I was just, like, it was, it was more, um, just to see if I could do it. Which is kind of the whole point anyway, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Um, moving on. Um, we, we had a brief discussion about this uh, on Twitter, but uh, Anime News Network uh, posted a story that apparently in Japan, Takara is doing a Evangelion and Transformers crossover. Yeah. What? Nobody I, knows exactly what form it's going to be in, though. No, but the the current theory is that it's just going to be a repaint of the the most recent masterpiece, Optimus Prime in Eva colors. But yeah, was, the, the picture that they had um, was from a magazine article, and it, and had, it uh, 
Prime in like you know the purple and green and and everything and uh, and it's pretty toyetic toward the uh, based on the pretty clearly based on the masterpiece toy so that's probably what it's going to be you know we may get a few story pages out of it but that's probably going to be about it yeah um, apparently the little bit that they did uh, say was something about you know. you know, the, the Autobots getting some sort of energy readings uh, coming from Earth, you know, at second impact, so they go down to Earth to check it out, and, you know, Prime's got, you know, the fucking nerve logo painted on one arm, and... I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we live in this time where this exists. It, it that is kind of cool. It can't be any more demented than the Transformers Mickey, and then the Optimus Prime Mickey Mouse mashup. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I like this idea better. Kingdom Hearts follow Cybertron. <laughs> wow. Of course, what, what I really want to see is I want to see Metroplex that transforms into like the Geofront or something like that. Hmm. I mean, can can we get that? Can that can that be a thing that happens? I mean, to be to be honest, to be honest, Tokyo 3 is kind of like a giant transformer anyway. Yeah, the way I can that see that. Yeah, you know, go up and down and all that shit. Hmm. Maybe, a, maybe not as outrageous as as first thought. It's. I like this idea. Um, and since we are your home for uh, all the Evangelion news that you never wanted to know or care cared about, um, I I did see another uh, article on Anime News Network talking about uh, Evangelion bus tours. What? Well, what it is, is I believe it's in Hokane, which is the geographical equivalent of where Tokyo 3 would be. <coughs> so they have a, you know, they have a bus that is narrated by the Japanese actress who plays Ibuki, one of the, uh, one of the bridge uh, workers. And she basically, you know, gives a tour of all the different areas. So... Hmm. If 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 you're going to Japan and you're plan and you know you're making plans to do some bus tours, uh, might I suggest that one? That I yes. this is not really fair, but the first thing that jumped to mind was I remember reading an article a couple of years ago saying that um, Forks, Washington, was getting a lot of tourists coming there because that's where Twilight was set, and I'm like, but. It's, there's not, no, there's not anything that actually, what, what, what is this? No, you can't see anything because it, it's not, it's not real. Yes, yeah. un- understood, but <laughs> I, I would still do it just for shits and giggles. Like, I understand, no, I'm not going to go see fucking Tokyo 3 because it's not real. <laughs> um, I, I understand every last bit of that, but I'm still getting onto that bus. There's not a damn thing you or anyone else can do to stop. Me. That's that's understandable. I mean, let's 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 just call a spade a spade. I mean, that's that's what's up. That's what's gonna happen. I, mean, I, I, I am well aware of of what's going on here. You know, there's not there's not gonna be any giant robots. There's not gonna be any giant naked schoolgirls. There's not gonna be any of that. There's not even gonna be any magic star babies. No magic star babies at all. No. Maybe maybe they can you know move that giant Gundam statue there. Maybe that'll help a little. <laughs> That'd be nice. 
Although, you know, then there'd be some sort of turf war. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think once you accept giant robots into your heart, you know, <laughs> you, you, you're you okay with, with all the differences. You come to it's, see that all are really one. Is somebody going to do, like, some sort of, you know, coexist bumper sticker of all the different giant robots? Is that how that's going to work? Why does this not exist? Wow. That is a beautiful idea. All right. First million right there. Let's get on it. I swear, if I see it next week, I'm going to beat the car it's on. I'm going to track down who made it. (laughs) You stole this from us. Give us back our ideas. Stay out of our dreams. Give me back my family. (laughs) I blame the Illuminati psychics. Mm. They steal our ideas straight from our brains. You know, some some of the shit I've seen... Sometimes I wonder. You know, though, here, here's the thing: like ideas, ideas are cheap. Ideas are easy. It's the implementation that that's that's the killer. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, we have lots of great ideas. We just have no talent. It's a shame. I think it's more like we're just lazy. That too. Or at least I am. Dylan, Dylan's talented and does stuff. Me and Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie's talented. I I occasionally do stuff, but I also realize the limits of what I am able to do. I I am lazy and have no talent, so I wouldn't say that. I I just I think we it's a it's it's a lot of work to do stuff, man, to get to get a bunch of people together and all the equipment together and you know, it's Sounds like work to me. It does sound like work to me. I just like work I'm not getting paid for. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Girlfriend. I, I, I will say though that like as as far as like doing the game jam and stuff like that, I think the thing you have to learn is you have to do it for yourself. Um, po- podcasting and all, you know, in, anything like this that's kind of more hobby because it's 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 not going to give you the the uh, the approval that you so desperately crave. Are you are you sure? I mean, I, I thought that payday was just right at, right around the corner. I <laughs> there's so many lucrative podcasts. I there, there's a fat check one podcast away. I I have many years of disappointment that I'm I'm gonna stay. <laughs> let's just stop. Let's just stop the censor. I have many years of disappointment. <laughs> I have many years of disappointment. We that's how we should introduce him, Dylan. He's had many years of disappointment. <laughs> Oh. I want that to be my ringtone. We, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna re- remove that little bit, and I'm gonna use that for every time Dylan calls or texts me. I want to hear that. Just, Can we just put that on a T-shirt? Just you know, that the game. The Chainsaw logo. Like maybe the Chainsaw Buffet logo on the breast pocket and on the back. It says that we've had many years of disappointment. Yes. That game. I sold four copies of. Woo! A bit more to myself to test out the transactions. One of them was to me. One of them was to you. One of them was to Basil. But but Four the game did not. The game did not have an ending, and that's that's why you only sold casual four. game. It doesn't need an ending. Yes, it does. It needs an epic ending, even if it's just text telling me how my guy with his one card somehow saved. If you had called it one card Flappy, I think you would have done better. That's probably true, but this was before Flappy Bird. In fact, Flappy Bird was the reason there was a share button in that game now. Because Mike, you know, Mike and I were talking, and he's like, you know how Flappy Bird got big? You know, 
it it released you know set there for several months they released it on uh i think android after ios a couple months later and then suddenly people started sharing it so Hmm. it's i'm not saying i'm not trying to be flappy bird but i'm not saying i am Possible deniability. That's the important thing. Fewer assets being ripped off from Nintendo. No assets ripped off from Nintendo. Allegedly. No. No, not allegedly. Because, again, 48-hour game uh, competition, man. Every every pixel in the original game, I've done some art since then. Um, when I fleshed it out into a full game, but every pixel was my own, handcrafted. <laughs> That's some handcrafted pixels. You can my tablet Valley. <laughs> to your application, to to your device of choice. You can taste the With quality. Love, you can taste that on, on on your retina display. Which really, what else are you displaying on? I mean, <laughs> if you're not watching with your retinas, what are you I, really watching with? Uh, oh. That's why we don't trust you. If you don't have retinas, we just can't trust you. If you don't have a retina for the NSA to scan, how are we supposed to track you? True. That's some. That's some real conversation for your ass. Oh, real talk, yo. Anyway, talk. Um, one thing I wrote down. This this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I just wanted to talk about it because I wanted to get your guys' insight on this. Um. So, not gonna get into specifics, but you know, if you watch the show and don't know by now, you know, you probably a little, you probably, probably, yeah, if you haven't seen the episode, you've probably already had it spoiled for you by now. But Game of Thrones had another big event happen a couple of weeks ago, and you know, we record while the show is broadcasting live, so you know, I avoid social media until, um, you know, I go back and, and watch it on HBO Go or on DVR or whatever. But I knew what the twist was going to be before it even aired. Uh, because IGN had this article, and it's like, we're going, you know, with the five biggest moments from, you know, this character. Oh. And I'm like, the books? No, from the show. Oh. And I'm like, well, it's kind of odd that you're doing a retrospective on, you know, a character. Wait a minute. Uh, you know, before this episode airs. And I'm like, he's going to die. You know, this character's <laughs> going to die. And, of course, they did. So I was a little mad because, you know, they, they weren't trying to spoil anything, but just the fact that they were doing something spoiled it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I was able to put two and two together. Assholes. Um, but I was wondering if you guys had ever, you know, like, had anything similar happen to you where you've read something and you're like, huh, that's odd. And then you start to think about it and you realize that, you know, they've spoiled something for you unintentionally. I I don't know. Like, that that can work. I actually don't mind spoilers. Because um, spoilers are either, either going to go, like, either going to tell me this is going in a direction that I'm not going to really like, so eh. Or I want to see how they get there. So mm. I don't mind spoilers in things that I'm not currently watching because if I yeah. see that that a show is going to do something interesting that will cause me to watch it to, as you say, see how they get there. If it's a show that I'm already invested in, I don't want to know anything about it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
and, and it it comes in degrees. Like it, it depends on how much I care about the show. I mean, I like I like Game of Thrones, so I wasn't like super upset, but you know, it, I was still a little miffed that, that I was like, "Come on, really? You know, you guys got to do that." Um, but it wasn't like internet rage or anything. I I will say, um, I'll 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 take this back to our previous topic of discussion really quickly, just to illustrate a point. Um, you know, why I say it comes in degrees because the severe degree, um, way back when we were in college, um, was when the end of Evangelion movie came out on DVD, Mm. but before it came out, um, and, and this is really going back a ways, there was an issue of Ann America that did like a whole blowout for it. It had, you know, the, the cover of the DVD on the cover of the magazine but then inside there, there were spoilers, there were interviews. Um, you know, the, like I said, the whole magazine just did a whole blowout on the movie. But I bought, I bought the magazine because I wanted to read it. But as soon as I bought it, it stayed in the uh, Books a Million bag for like two months until you know I actually got a copy of the movie and watched it. Mm. Like I just did yeah. not read it. I did not look inside. I did not do anything. And. Uh, you know, I, I did the same thing for, uh, you know, the the Rebuild movies. Um, I If I hadn't have already seen it, if I, had, if I hadn't watched it uh, beforehand, before Funimation um, officially announced that they were going to uh, be releasing it on, you know, home video, I would have been supremely pissed at Funimation because... Mm-hmm. Um, in their synopsis for the third Evangelion movie, they reveal the big plot twist, like, in the first sentence. Oh, oh in the future? Yeah. Because it's like, you know... It's... I When when we were talking to to uh, Carl Horn at Hamicon last year, you know, I said, yeah, we can't really talk about this movie much without actually spoiling it, because the big spoiler comes, you know, in the first five... You know, in the, like, the first 15 minutes. Well, I guess it depends, because... You know, one if you're if you're expecting it to follow the plot of the TV show, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But either way, like I think you can enjoy it without you can enjoy it while still knowing that spoiler. You, you know, you, without the rest of it being spoiled. I don't think it's a huge spoiler. What I think it does is it kind of robs you of that moment of like, wait a minute, what what what's going on? That that sort of and, moment of confusion. And I think that's that's important to me because um, my history of watching Evangelion goes over such a, a large time span that kind of predates the modern internet as we know it today in communities and things like that. Yeah. Because I watched the show basically in a vacuum. I'd heard of the show. I knew it was significant. I knew vaguely what it was about. I knew it was a, a mecha show, although that's really like understating what it is. Um, but... You know, I went through that experience on my own, not knowing anything about that show, and I got to do that for the TV series and for the original movies, and so I kept that going when the when the new movies started coming out. Now, I want to keep that going uh, for was ostensibly supposed to be the last film that's that's going to be coming out next. What's kind of uh, crazy is like I tend like you're watching Game of Thrones right now. Like most of the series I watch. I never get caught up on. Like, I always watch them on DVD or Netflix or something like that. So in that sense, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, watching something in a vacuum is great. 
like yeah it's kind of cool to be part of the whole community and like everyone's reacting to what just happened but also watching something in a vacuum is nice because then you're not um you know necessarily influenced and you can kind of process it as you want to process it. that said for a lot of shows i actually kind of like not consuming it in a vacuum because especially with anime or with like sci-fi there's some mechanics to the world and I don't want to have to wade through what those mechanics are you know for several episodes until you know like they finally click and I go oh okay I can understand this now like don't make me work that hard for for a lot of shows well I I think part of it is and like I said it comes in degrees um some shows it's okay to kind of be exactly. part of the community. Like, um, Liz and I, we talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we both watch it, and, you know, we'll make our own theories. And Charlie and I have done that with shows like Burn Notice and stuff. Mm. Um, but there are some shows that, like, you point out, Dylan, you know, not wanting to be influenced by other people. Like, I, I don't think I'd be very at home um, in an Evangelion community because I don't... Like, I, I want to let it sit there, and I want to kind of come up with my own theories. And then it's fun after the fact to talk with somebody else and, you know, see what they think and why. And, you know, kind of compare notes. But you don't want to go straight from the movie to the community before you've had a chance to, to really let it soak in. Yeah, yeah. I don't – like, I, wa- I want to form my own opinions and have my own mind about it before – because there can be in communities there is there is a tendency for there to be an echo chamber sometimes. There is. Mm. On on the flip side, there can be an echo chamber when you're watching something by yourself because, you know, then you talk to someone else about it and you hear what they have to say and your reaction is, No wait, you don't get it at all. Well, and, and, <laughs> and again, I, I think that that's more a matter of, you know, how seriously are you taking your own yeah, about it. I mean, I, I don't necessarily make my opinion, you know, think my opinion is gospel. That's why I think it's interesting to talk with other people and like get the specifics as to why they think a certain way, because then you can kind of talk back and forth. And, you know, if you're civil about it, you can have a interesting conversation. Maybe both of you walk away with, um, you know, some theories that you didn't have before. Like Charlie and I actually, I think during MTech, we had a Game of Thrones discussion about mm-hmm. uh, who we thought Jon Snow's father was. And, you know, I had my own thoughts on it going into it, but by the time I was done talking with Charlie, Charlie had such a, com- uh, a compelling case. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of leaning more towards what, what you were doing. I don't know that it was that compelling, but... I'm still yeah. going with Jon Snow Sr. Jon Snow Sr., I love it. <laughs> Simple. Obvious. Obvious. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if only if only we could get Jon Snow to produce the long-form birth certificate... But I, I don't know. Like, um, you know, I'm sure many characters ha- in that series have have met Mister and Mrs. Snow. I'm sure they're lovely people, and they could tell you. But no, <laughs> weird at this point. I don't know. Yes, it, and it makes me imagine um, Game of Thrones mixed with 1950s America. Mister and Mrs. Snow. I imagine he wears a sweater vest and smokes a pipe. I don't know why. That 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 sounds uncannily like that failed British sitcom of Hitler in that situation. Okay then. Oh. Oh. Well, 
Uh, <laughs> nothing brings the party down like Hitler. Um, <laughs> True. So what? I don't know. Um, did you guys have anything specifically that you want to talk about this week? Chad has posted several links. I've I've posted a few. Um, the first thing is another follow up on the uh, situation oh, with the. Oh yes, thank you for reminding me. Uh, the the ET excavation. excavation. They I have found some... hundreds of cartridges. Okay, did they? Because yes. the only pictures I have seen have been of like the one cartridge. So I'm, I'm there's a like... there's a YouTube video of the excavation. Okay, because I haven't watched that yet, and I was like, okay, I need I need to go and find He's, like it, the the video evidence of them actually uncovering like the huge landfill. Actually, yeah. because otherwise I'm gonna go into like full on conspiracy theorists. Like, show me the other copies of games. If you look at Larry Herb, Herb, Herb. yeah, Herb, Herb. Herb. Uh, Major Nelson, pronounced. whatever Major Nelson. Uh, if you look at his Twitter feed, he's got pictures of the of the the buckets that they found them in with the wrappers. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft basically funded that, I think for a documentary, which I I love the fact that the gaming community has beat, uh, Geraldo Riviera and Al Capone's vault. Like Microsoft is, I want to go back to the eighties. What now? No, you, you know, the, you know, the real reason that Microsoft is, uh, sponsoring, digging these up. So they have a place to put the Xbox ones. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else. (laughs) Wow. Making room. (laughs) Oh, that that's that's great. I was thinking smaller. I was just gonna go. Oh, so they have some place to put grabbed by the ghoulies. But no, I like it. (laughs) Grabbed by the ghoulies. Hey guys. Hey guys. You know how you weren't really excited about any of the consoles coming out now. Uh, it, it could it could be worse. It could always be worse. <laughs> oh, that's all. I don't know. So, Sony's sold over seven million uh, PS4s right now. So, oh, <laughs> well, maybe every console but Sony, like the new generation, just yeah. I was about to say Sony seems to be you know out in front right now. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I just, way to whiz it down their legs. It's, it's fine. I was gonna say I've just not looked uh, at any consoles. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just playing the waiting game. Like I, I will buy a PS4. It's just a question of when. Yeah. Pro- you know, <laughs> whenever Last Guardian comes out, that's probably when I'll <laughs> when I'll jump on the boat. I'll. I don't know. I'll probably start looking at a console. A couple, like a year or two. Yeah, 2015 sounds about. Hey, Microsoft has announced that .NET is going to be on, going to be able to run on Xbox One. Is this going to be the announcement that every console is a dev kit? Are they bringing back XNA, or is this Windows 8 apps? I don't know. I don't care right now. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but it's a thing. When it's it a is. Thing, we'll, we'll deal with it. <laughs> we'll okay. deal we'll with it. <laughs> All right. So, Chad, what else did you have for Let's us? see. There was another posted link of a guy who turned his Ford Explorer into the ones from Jurassic Park. Awesome. Yeah. That That is a very cool picture. It is. It is a thing to behold. 
it's right up there with some of the replica Knight Rider cars that I've seen. As far as huh. the attention of detail, attention to detail. That's always a good time. Wow. That that is a a lot more effort than I would spend on a car. Yeah. Some things are worth it. Jurassic Park is worth it. Yep. Uh, the first one, maybe, but not after that, no. Oh, did they make one after the first one? Yeah. Oh. I, they sure as shit did. I didn't see awesome. two, but I saw three, and it was I weird. Did. I saw three. Two and, uh, was all right. Three I'm, was... I'm fairly certain you guys are mistaken. I don't... So, think they ever how do you feel about the sequels to Highlander? They made sequels to Highlander? Exactly. It was a movie? <laughs> Actually, well, that is... You're talking about that show with Adrian Paul, right? Okay. That show was awesome. I'll, I will admit, that was the correct answer. <laughs> they made a movie. Yeah, you, you guys must be talking about like some two-part episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not... That. Oh, that was a pretty good show. I don't care. It was when I was young. I doubt it is now. Oh, probably not. No, it's probably god awful. But dream. That's okay. But childhood and dreams and love and all that good junk. At least we realize that. What's what's about childhood and love and I, dreams? Oh, oh all, all the things. childhood that- and all, all of the things you dream about will be crushed. All the things that will never happen again for me. Wow. All the, all the things that will never happen. It's getting dark in here. Yeah. It's my turn on light. It's, it's not dark yet, Charlie, but it's it's getting there. Wow. I thought I was just going blind from drinking. <laughs> you are. You know you're not supposed to drink... Uh, you know you're not supposed to drink wood grain alcohol, right? Like, that's... It's kind of a thing. Not all alcohol is the same. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, r- rubbing alcohol isn't you know, it's not for drinking, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. Neither is mouthwash. Moonshine straight from the radiator. Because what could go wrong? You know, you made in the radiator of a meth lab. <laughs> you know, like a rolling meth lab or something. You know, that would be my over. neighbor. <laughs> Wow. This thing runs on moonshine. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely uh, nothing. Because it gets rid of the evidence. Go right. <laughs> oh. I almost died on the highway last week. I'm going to go ahead and share this story. I haven't told this story to anyone, although it's, you know, I remember it vividly. Uh, it was Monday or Tuesday, and we were coming back from. Uh, from Knoxville, and I look over on the interstate, and this car is uh, getting pulled over by an unmarked police car. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And the guy starts to, you know, he's in like the far left lane, and he starts to go over, you know, to the slower lanes and you know it's like well I wonder if either A he doesn't know that he's being pulled over or B he's just going like all the way over to the other side to pull over. The answer is C 
Um, he was trying to do some uh, some high speed maneuvers to get away from the unmarked police car. What? Yes. <laughs> Which this is a terrible idea. Um, he was a little bit in front of me, so I slow down because I, you know, like as soon as I realize uh, when he starts going over another lane and is really, you know, trying to book it, I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's trying to go go away from the cops. He almost runs this other guy like. The other guy has to go into the shoulder to avoid, you know, getting run run over. Holy crap! And uh, anyway, the uh, the unmarked car eventually gets him to pull over, but there is a split second where I'm in the far right lane because I've had to avoid everybody, and this car that went out of its way to try and get away from the unmarked car, uh, and then you know, like twenty seconds later, just gives up. And I'm thinking. You know, the only thing he's managed to do now is just piss off that police yeah. officer. Something. Get ready no for he's... some police brutality. Well, what I thought to myself was, there's no way he's just going to give up now, right? Like, I really expected for him to do, like, some sort of rope-a-dope, like, as soon as the uh, the officer stepped out of the car that he was going to try and pull away. Because, huh. you know, you don't, you don't just, like, try and run from the cops and then give up. <laughs> yeah, the stakes are already pretty high. You're, you're yeah. going for double or nothing. That, that is an odd level of logic where I'm going to outrun the cops. 20 seconds later, you know what? Uh, I know. You got me. This ain't happening. I'm just going to pull over. I'm just, I, I'll, I'll just tell him, I, you know, I was just trying to get pulled over. I'm sure they'll <laughs> understand the 20 seconds better than they would, like, you know... You know, Fifteen minutes. No, no, I disagree. I, at, least, I think, at least, at least, it's happening early. I think there's a respect for you. You gave us a good chase. That was fifteen minutes. I understand what you were going for there. Versus, really, twenty seconds. Really, I, have, I now have to do more paperwork thanks to you. This, this could have just been a ticket. This could have just been a ticket. It, it's like <laughs> let let's let's see about some police brutality here. Well, anyway, the reason I say I almost died was that I really was convinced that uh, the guy was gonna like pull out in front of me and try and, and, and try and get back out on the road. Maybe he might have, but I just dedicated myself that if he was gonna try and run for the cops again, I was gonna I was gonna give the cops an assist <laughs> and just like run this guy in the fucking wall. Wow! It's like, yeah, you know, why not? If if he's gonna try it, yeah. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with you on the interstate. Damn right, I'm gonna show him who's boss. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that was that was my generally mundane. Hey, the cops pulled somebody over story, but you oh, nearly died. It, so, really. it did occur not to me really. while you were telling that story. This this is kind of a non sequitur, but um, Mike on the. Uh, the let him let him dare. He did the uh, game jam uh, because he worked with his daughters and sister to do a. Um, they ended up doing like this film noir style, uh, you know, beneath the surface thing. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's 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 fully voice acted. Oh wow! It's it's a thing. <laughs> a good thing. I don't know. I've just seen it, but I haven't actually been through and played. I mean, it's it's simple, just like most Let 'Em Dare games are. It's not like you know a big complicated uh, point and click adventure, but it's still still pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Good time. Who did all the voice acting? Um, 
everyone like Mike Sicily and uh, the their two oldest daughters. Very cool. All the voices. Well, they're already in business, so yes. You know, they they're just handing out uh, you know cards that say uh, professional voices. <laughs> I hope Hannah and Rachel are ready for a lifetime of how do I get into voice acting questions. I, they're raised by Mike, so the the answers will be hilarious. <laughs> I look forward to this. I don't know. I think they're they're rebelling against their father by becoming normal. <laughs> That's. You know what? Now every life decision Mike has made suddenly <laughs> makes good. sense. He was going for the, I know my children are going to rebel against me. So if I become the weirdest asshole in the world, they will grow up to be perfectly normal. The the funny thing, he's actually told me that like he doesn't care about cursing around them. Like He wants to teach them that, yeah, people are going to do this, but you have to know like the right and wrong you know, places to do it. But what's funny is, like, apparently his oldest, I don't know if this has changed, is, like, you know, kind of prudish when it comes to cussing, so, like, she will correct him. So, mm. that's, um, you know, when you have kids, I, I guess, I guess really what your goal is, you want them to teach you something, sometimes literally. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. Uh, was was there anything else for maybe on recommendations, or are we are we good to go? Mm, I can't think of anything. I don't really have anything. I was actually kind of like fried most of the day because I I stayed up to like three o'clock. You know, yeah. Partying. No. No coding and doing, dropping doing, and, do, and doing cocaine. <laughs> Myth. No, I probably would have been done a lot sooner <laughs> if I'd done that. You know, gotta get it done. Gotta look gotta at me, busy as a bee. Gotta get that work done. Where did I get this energy? I'm focusing. Whoa, I'm focusing so well. Look at me focus. Ooh, man. Oh, Chad, you had a recommendation. Uh, yeah, it's one that I was drinking just a moment ago. Uh, <laughs> Yazoo Brewery, uh, out in Nashville, makes a good amber ale. Picked up a Beers of the World multi-pack, and it was in one of those, which is a little odd, because three of the nine were from Tennessee. Ah. Huh. Yeah. That is kind of... That That does uh, kind of shed some doubt on of the world, but... <laughs> well, technically, well, Tennessee technically, is part Tennessee of the is world. part of the world. Also, we don't recognize a lot of other states and countries. That is true. So if you're from Tennessee, you might or the think federal that, government, you know. No, wait, that's that's Nevada. They don't recognize the federal government. Oh no, 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 no! We're not having this discussion. Oh okay. I'm pretty Very sure nice. all of us will kind of agree, but no, it doesn't need to be had on the internet. We we are part of the problem. I have I have proudly always been part of the problem. I'll be damned if I'll be part of any solution. Final or otherwise. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, any other recommendations? Beer. Okay then. <laughs> I I do not have a recommendation. Sorry. 
Charlie. I am going to recommend that nobody uh, play freemium gaming. I'm just going to just going to suggest you pay for your games up front like every other god-fearing individual. I'm going to second that because <laughs> I heard that. Like if 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 you can start playing a game without giving somebody, you know, cash money up front, uh, you should just turn around. We're not talking Isn't about it? the old school shareware model. That's different. Yeah, where you could share a version of like, you know, Duke Nukem or Yeah, like or... the the very lowest level, you know, first intro. Like at least you're getting a real game and you don't have to buy that next game. The difference between freemium is there are tricks to get you to pay more. Yeah. Or to stay subscribed in some cases. Not that we're calling out any games in particular. And once you realize what those tricks are, it you still want them. Like it's it's like the alcoholic, you know, you're missing out on some tasty things. You're you're missing out on some some, you know, mild buzzes, but you don't because you know what lies beyond it. Mhm. You know what lies down that road. Very bad things. Waking up in a bathtub full of ice, missing a kidney. <laughs> That's what freemium games will do. Yep. But kids, that is the lesson. If you play a freemium game, we guarantee you within three weeks, you will wake up in a bathtub full of ice, missing a kidney. It'll happen because that's how they get paid. Human kidneys. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, recommend something that I'm sure if Charlie hasn't checked out it uh, already, he'll want to. Um, Alton Brown has his own YouTube channel and he is starting to... uh, more regularly uh, put content onto it. Ooh, I was not aware of this. Yes, that is All crazy. of your recommendations should be geared toward me. Let's just go ahead and say <laughs> what we're all thinking. Uh, they're geared towards everybody. But do go but, on. Um, but, you know, they, they're just small little quick tips. Um, huh. You know, a lot of the stuff that, that you'd be used to from Good Eats, but he's not doing Good Eats anymore, so... You know, a weekly, you know, two, three minute video. I'll take it. Yeah, so will I, because I really miss good eats. Yeah. I'm going to look that up immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and send you the link. Um, yes, please. And you guys can look at it on the site. Um, so is there anything else before we uh, close shit out? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Uh, don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to check back uh, this week. We will be putting up our MTech uh, coverage up onto the site. Over, I would imagine the next few weeks. Um, the next big thing on our calendar is going to be Momocon. Um, that will be Memorial Day weekend in Atlanta. It's going to be fun uh, on a bun. It is going to yes. be fun on a bun. Um, looks like they're going to be doing a media suite as well. So... Uh, Another round of media con-, con, which honestly, considering the guests that they have, if we can get in on some of those, if if they're going to be available for uh, interviews and press conferences, hell yeah. yeah, let's do this shit. Also, I've got I've got panels, so it will not just be media. Con. I'm actually hoping it it isn't just media con for me because being more of a gaming convention and not so much strictly like anime. Um, with the, the variety of guests they have, I really liked their content last year, and I'm hoping they have a lot more 
I'm sure that they like will. That. I I have every confidence in Jess and Stucky because they seem to have their shit really together and know what they're doing. So true. Um, I'm I'm always interested to see to to hear what they're up to because they they come up with some interesting stuff. I'm like, man, I I would not have thought of that. And we need to get Jess back on so we can do the poop cast and like some sort of King of the Hill uh, episode. Ooh, nice. Um, anyway guys uh, appreciate you listening Uh, check us out next week and we'll see you then